Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. How many are ready for the word today? Come on, how many are ready for the word today? If you got your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14, verses 19 through 22. We're going to be closing out our series today on contagious. How many guys have gotten something amazing out of this series here? How many know that God never called us just to be average churchgoers, but he called us to be kingdom setters? And not only that, we are supposed to be contagious, meaning wherever you go, you are supposed to make a difference. Wherever you go, you are supposed to make a difference. In Acts chapter 14, starting in verse 19, it says, But some Jews arrived there from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the people and won them over, they stoned Paul and afterwards dragged him out of the town thinking that he was dead. But the disciples formed a circle about him, and he got up and went back into the town. And on the morrow, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the good news, the gospel, to that town and made disciples of many of the people, they went back to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, establishing and strengthening the souls and hearts of the disciples, urging and warning and encouraging them to stand firm. Tell your neighbor, stand firm. To stand firm in the faith and telling them that it is through many hardships and tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I pray that as a result of it, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to be convinced. How many know that it only takes about a day or two of living a life to understand that in this life we'll face some hardships? Are you with me? In this life, we will face some hardships. The book of James tells us to be exceedingly glad when we face trials of various kind because it's producing something inside of us. I love this quote by Rochelle Goodrich. It says, no one is without troubles, without personal hardships, and genuine challenges. That fact may not be obvious because most people don't advertise their woes and heartaches, although a lot of us do now on something called Facebook. But nobody, not even the purest heart, escapes life without suffering some battle scars. As you go through life, you will understand one thing, that you'll have good days, and as many good days as you might have, you'll understand that you also have some hard days, right? Life never just stays at a steady pace. You have your ups and your downs. But one good thing to know is that through it all, that God is with you. Isn't that a good thing to know? As you go through life, how do you go on after you've been knocked down, kicked around, and left for, left for dead? I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but how do you continue to go on in life after you've been knocked down, kicked around, and left for dead? You see, some of you might be in that very spot right now. You might feel like life has knocked you down. People have kicked you when you were down, and they've left you for dead. How do you continue to go on in your faith? How do you continue to march on in your orders? How do you continue to fulfill the purpose that God has for your life? You see, if there's anyone in the Bible who I believe is qualified to speak on this subject, it's the Apostle Paul. 
Here's his resume, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22 through 27. He says, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? He says, I am out of my mind to talk like this. He says, I am more. I've worked much harder, been in prison more more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night in the day, a night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in dangers from my fellow Jews, in dangers from Gentiles, in dangers in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have gone often without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food and have been cold. And naked. How many guys just looked at it and said, Oh, my hardship really isn't nothing right now? The things that I face really isn't nothing. Paul gives us a list of what he goes through, what he's gone through, later on also to have his head cut off. The Apostle Paul died for the cause of Christ. You see, to read the Bible and still believe that being saved guards you from going through any hardships is as crazy as to believe that eating donuts is a part of a healthy diet. <laughs> it's, it's absurd to think that eating donuts every day is going to get you a six-pack or get you big muscles or get your heart in shape. To, to be saved, to read the Bible and still be convinced that because you serve a great God and a mighty God, to be convinced after reading the word of God that you will not face any hardships lets me know that you really have not read the Bible the way the Bible should be read. You see, it does not matter how convinced you might be, you have to understand that we will all face hardships. We'll all go through some stuff in life. The person who's smiling today might be crying next week. Doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. It just means you're going through a difficult moment. But the question we have to ask ourselves is this. Am I still convinced enough to stand strong when things don't go as planned? Am I still convinced in my faith? Do I know God enough to stand strong when things don't go as planned? I've never heard of anybody when they were growing up saying they wanted to be homeless, but it's happened. I've never heard of anybody when they were growing up say, you know, when I grow up, I want to be divorced someday, but it's happened. I've never heard of anybody say, you know, one day I want to be, uh, I want to find myself, you know, uh, dealing with cancer, but it happens. I've never seen anybody who says, I want to come from a broken home or being in an abusive relationship. I've never heard anybody growing up say, I want to be hooked on drugs or alcohol or, or be abused in life, but it takes place. The thing that you need to understand is although hardships might happen, when you know that you know that you know who God is, Come hell or high water, I stand strong in the midst of adversity because I'm convinced of the God that I serve. Are you convinced this morning? Are you convinced this morning? You see, when your faith is tested, will you still be convinced? When you've prayed and haven't seen a result yet, 
do you still believe that God can? When you've come up for months and months of prayer but still haven't seen the results yet, do you still believe that God can? When things go opposite of what you believe for, you were praying for the job and someone else got the job. You were looking for the house and someone else outbid you for the house. When things go completely opposite, are you still convinced that God, although this door shut, that God has another door that's greater than this place that you thought you would have been in? Do you still have what it takes to stand strong in the midst of that? You see, the Apostle Paul was beaten unto death and his body was dragged or paraded through town and just thrown to the wayside. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like life dragged you around, threw you to the side and just moved on without you. That was the Apostle Paul. They thought that he was dead. They left him for dead. But there are some lessons that we could learn through Paul's sufferings. You see, I am a true believer that you shouldn't just go through stuff, that you should truly grow through stuff. Every trial that you face is not to destroy you, but to strengthen you. If you really do it right in life, everything that is thrown at you in life, you should come out a better person, a stronger person. Some of you might say, Pastor Nick, how could anything good? I don't know, but my word says that he takes all things and works them together for his good, because that's the God that we serve. There's lessons to be learned through Paul's suffering because sometimes life will get hard. It'll beat you up, drag you around, and leave you for dead. And the sad thing is is that sometimes you have no control over that. No control. You don't know when things are going to take place. But here's the first lesson that we learn through Paul's suffering. Lesson number one, in those moments where life beats you up, make sure you have people around you who will help you up and not finish you off. In the moments that life throws you a curveball, make sure that you have surrounded yourself prior to that. Prior to that, you see, the problem that we often face is that everybody wants to try and get equipped in the midst of the battle. It is too hard to try and fight a battle and equip yourself at the same time. So what you've invested in yourself in the moments prior to the battle is going to determine whether or not you come out of the battle successful or not. Who are you surrounding yourself with today? Do you have loyal people in your corner, people who will lift you up, people who who will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, people who will say when you're messing up, people who will be there to clean the wounds, could bandage you up and, and, and nurse you back to health until you're able to walk on your own. You see, the Bible says that Paul was surrounded by the disciples He was surrounded by the disciples. The people that surrounded Paul also had to put their life on the line as well because they were preaching the same gospel that they were telling Paul not to preach any longer. 
You see, when someone loves you, they also will put their life on the line for you. They'll stick their neck out and sometimes their head will be chopped off and sometimes a king will spare their neck. But out of love for you, they'll go the extra mile. They'll take the extreme. They'll do whatever it takes. Why? Because they love you. Because love causes you to do some silly, crazy things at times. They surrounded Paul because they loved him. You have to understand that there are some people in your corner who love you. You have to understand there are some people in your corner who love you. I understand that there are some people in your corner who want to hurt you, who want to see you die. There are some people in your corner who said they have your back in the moment that you get beat up. They're the ones kicking you and trying to finish you off because they want your position. But there are some people in your corner who love you. Don't turn away from the people who love you in the midst of the, in the, midst of the fight just because someone else did you dirty and someone else did you wrong doesn't doesn't mean that everybody is going to be that way in life. You have to understand that there are some people in your corner who love you, not there to finish you off. They're there to cover you, protect you. But we often get to the place where we're just pushing away everybody. I got it. I could take care of myself. No, you can't. You need people in life. You need be. That's why the Bible says that when God looked at Adam, he says it's not good that man should be alone. It was established from the get-go. You need people in life. Stop pushing away everybody. Stop hurting the people that God has sent to bring healing to your life. Stop pushing away those people that God has assigned to raise you up when you are hurting. I know you've been done dirty, but it doesn't mean that everybody's going to do you dirty. I know you've been stabbed in the back, but it doesn't mean that everybody, in the moment that you judge everybody through the eyes of your hurt, everybody then is out to hurt you. But I want to let you know this morning that there are some people in your corner that are out to help you and to bring healing to your life. It's time to let go of the hurt and get healed. Lesson two we learn from Paul's hardship. Don't just get up, keep going. Don't just get up, keep going. The Bible says that the Apostle Paul finds himself at a place where he's knocked down, he's beat up. They beat him so bad that they were convinced that the man was dead. So they just left him there as a dead body. They left Paul there, but the Bible says they surrounded him, and Paul got up in that moment. Don't just get up. Keep going. When life throws things at you, it doesn't mean that you stop and you hold back from what God's called you to do. Sometimes you got to dust yourself off and continue to go on. When it hurts, continue to go on. When it doesn't feel good, continue to go on. When you don't feel like it, continue to go on. Why? Because there is a mandate on your life life that God has assigned to you to continue to go on. After being stoned unto death, they dragged him out of town. And the Bible says the very next day, he departs to Derby. You see, in our good Christian thinking, 
our minds would automatically assume that as the disciples surrounded Paul, that they began to anoint him with oil and began to pray over him. And God miraculously raised this man up, healed him, and sent him on his way. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says they surrounded Paul and they helped him up. And then they went back into town and the next day, Paul goes on to minister the very next day. I tried as hard as I could to find, trying to convince myself that some miraculous healing happened in Paul's life, but I couldn't find it in there. It's because it didn't happen. And what that tells me is that he still had the marks of the beating he just took as he went on to change lives. Sometimes you don't get healed in the moment, but you gotta keep going. You have to minister sometimes through your hurt because it's your very hurt that gives you the platform to speak from. Oh, you got to hear me. Some of you have been on the sideline too long and you're nursing a wound. Get back in the game. Step back in. But Pastor Nick, it hurts. It's okay. You never know. God might bring your healing as you're ministering to others. He was beat, still bearing the marks, the bruises, maybe the dried blood. As he got up and he went on, stop running away and just show up. Stop running away and just show up. Listen, we all got excuses of why we can't. We could fill this place with tears and snot rags of telling stories of the things we've been through. I'm not dismissing the hurt. I'm not saying it's not real. And neither am I just saying, hey, suck it up and move on. But what I am saying is this, that God will even use you when you're broken. God will even use you in your pain. God will even use you in your hurt. God will use you when you're not fully restored. God will use you when you feel like I don't have nothing to give. God has something inside of you to offer. You've got something way greater than what you think inside of yourself to offer to somebody. Stop waiting until you're complete because I got news. You will never, ever be complete. The moment you get healed from one thing, the next storm comes and knocks you down again. You'll never, ever be exempt from these things. So continue to go on in the midst of them. Minister, touch lives. Why? Because if you don't, who's going to? If you don't, stop running away and just show up. Paul showed up bruised and broken. Showed up hurt. Showed up maybe limping. But he showed up. You see, I don't understand this thing about our culture and church. That when you're hurting, you run away from the very place that God's assigned to bring healing to your life. When you're going through marital hardship, you, you, you go your own ways, you stay home, I can't get to church. It's the very thing that you need. 
You're pushing away the people and eliminating the people that God has assigned to bring healing to your life. And you're wondering why you still got the wounds year after year after year because you're too thick headed to get to the place. Humble yourself and say, you know what? I don't got it all together. Guess what? We already know that. Nobody got it all together. You already know you're hurting. Because you probably put it on Facebook. <laughs> if you want to know anything about anybody, usually it's on there. We know when you're doing good and when you're not. Stop running away. And show up even when you're bleeding. Show up when it hurts. I found in my life that God moves the greatest when I didn't feel like coming. When it wasn't about Nick feeling happy to be here, I feel happy this morning to be here. But there are moments, just like some of you, I don't feel happy to be here. Times where you rather just sit in your room by yourself and not get out of bed. Say, you know what, I'm just going to take this day off. It's in those moments that I show up that God does something. A word is spoken that I needed in my life. And I would have missed it. I would have missed it. And you would have missed it. If you didn't show up to the place that God has assigned and designed to bring healing to your life. I don't understand how people run away. I don't understand how people just leave the, the church and, 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 and leave their friendships and their circles where there's so much life. I, I, I don't get it in life. I don't understand that. But you know what? It's not for me to understand. Maybe sometimes we need to chase after them as well. Paul showed up bruised. And broken, bearing the marks of his beating. We need to stop making excuses. We just need to show up. Our third lesson we learn. Use your pain to teach, not to hurt. Use your pain to teach and not to hurt. The Bible says that Paul is surrounded and he gets up, goes back into town, ministers, and then the Bible says that he comes back to the very place where they just beat him. He goes back to that very place to where he's just beat him because there's a lesson that he needs to teach in that. You see, the disciples that surrounded Paul were the young disciples. And I don't know about you, but when I see someone who's preaching the gospel that I'm supposed to preach get beat down like that, I begin to question whether I want to put myself in that same position, in those same shoes. When I see someone who's doing the thing that I want to do go through a hardship, I begin to question, is that what I want to do in life? You see, everybody likes when you're up on the mountaintop and you're celebrating. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just gained this much money. I got this job. But you didn't see the climb that it took to get there. And when you see the climb that it took to get there, sometimes you say, I don't know if I want to do that any longer. These young disciples surrounded Paul because they loved him. But there also must have been fear that was placed in their life because they might have said in their own hearts and in their own minds, I might be next. 
I might be next. So Paul returns to the very place where they try to take his life. And sometimes you got to go back to the origin of the pain, not to relive it, but to release it. Sometimes you got to go back to the origin of the pain, the, the place where the pain happened. The place where you got beat down, the place where you lost, the place that you didn't have victory. Sometimes you got to go back to the origin of the pain, not to relive it, but to release it. Paul goes back to teach the young disciples this very lesson. Through many tribulations, we'll enter the kingdom of God. Meaning you too are going to face hardships. You see, it just wasn't his words that taught that day. It was his actions. You see, your actions speak louder than your words. When your children hear you proclaiming something of a good God and then you face a hard time and you don't serve that good God anymore, your actions are a lot louder than your words. If you expect them to show up when times get tough, you better show up when times get tough because you are their greatest teacher. So Paul goes back to teach the young disciples. I've been beaten down, but I'm not giving up. And I want to exhort you this morning that although you may face some hard times in life, Although you may go through difficult moments in life, I want to let you know that you too, through many tribulations, will enter the kingdom of God. That you will face hard times in life. If you haven't already, prepare yourself because you will. But it's what you do prior that's going to determine whether or not you'll make it through. So when the storms come and you remember Pastor Nick preaching this message, pull out your notes and begin to read them. Why? Because something in there is going to release something in you in that moment that's going to help you through that storm in life. Through many tribulations, we'll enter the kingdom of God. Some of you this morning are facing a hardship. Life's difficult right now. And maybe you even thought that for a moment that God's forgotten about you. You see, as I read the word of God, one thing that I know is not true. Is that. I know it's not true that we are exempt from facing hardships. But one promise that I know that the Lord holds to is this. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. No matter where you're at today, you could be assured of this one thing. Whether you're in the midst of a storm, in the middle of the storm, or coming out of a storm, You could be assured of this one thing, that in all three of those stages, you are guaranteed that God is with you. 
Whether you recognize him or not, understand that God is with you. And it's that very fact right there that convinces you. It's that very fact that allows you to stand strong when you're facing the most difficult trial of your life. It's that very fact that when you got news of your children that broke your heart, it's that very fact that says, in this moment, God is with me. It's the moment where you're celebrated and you can say, in that moment, God is with me. Through it all, God is with me. Church, this morning, are you convinced? Are you convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that no matter what you face in life, no matter what you go through in life, that God is with you? You see, if you hold on to that one truth, when you face trials, you'll make it through. And not just go through them, but you'll grow through them. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.